and welcome to Around the Console. I'm Bob and joining me are Cliff, Craig, Sucky and John. Uh, on this episode, on this bonus episode, uh, we are reviewing the Paul McGann adventure, Big Finish audio adventure, The Enemy of My Enemy. Um, now, this is the first, I think the first proper one, kind of, that we've had a, of the audios anyway, we've had a proper tie-in and it was from the end of... Um, uh, Defender, of the, Defender of the Daleks, the, the comic, the comic book where Paul McGann pops up at the end, and the the, the Daleks request his help, um, and we have the Dalek strategist in there. We have a lot of stuff that we've seen in the particularly in the early Dalek stories, so it's kind of a big part of the Time Lord Victorious saga. Um, and I did enjoy it. Again, I, I, I get lost with what's going on. Um, just but that's my, not the fault. The production, the production very good it's just my attention span is poor uh, but yeah so it's, it's good that it's some something's come back into it big time it even had the crack 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 tour crack what they're called sucker you'll know were in there mentioned and there's a lot of good stuff in here mentioned from previous uh, previous bits that we've read and listened to and things so yeah it's cool um i i, I did enjoy it it was cool um I'll just come round and, and everyone just have a chip in at the enemy of my enemy. Uh, Craig, you like you want to say something? Slash, gonna yeah. fall asleep. No, to be honest, I was I was kind of like after the last one, the enemy of my enemy. I was this, kind of this, it was is the, to, this is the oh, enemy. Sorry, of my enemy. The one before that, one, the, the, the Western one. He kills one. me. He kills me. Um, that's me. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of I was going. I, I listened to this in the park. It was beautiful weather, like everywhere. I was listening to it on there, and um, I kind of set off to walk, thinking, "Oh shit." It'll be all right. I'll, I'll listen to it and I'll, I'll listen to it a couple of times, just how it feels. And I literally remember walking out the door thinking, it seems to have lost its way. It seems to have lost its story. It just feels like they're individual stories now. And yeah. I got to this and I listened to it and I really enjoyed it for exactly what you just said, Bob. It had the strategist part, it had the Katora, whatever they were called in it, and it really seemed to tie it together. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed that. I loved the dialects. I thought there were, there was, there was some faults with it, and all this, but there was a real presence to it. And it it felt like a mix of classic Doctor Who and this story art that was really developing. So I, I really enjoyed it. Really one, enjoyed. One it. thing actually, now you mentioned that was the. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Again, I was a bit got a bit lost in it. The, the, the devolution weapon was mentioned again. Yes, uh, it was. The, it was. Yeah. yeah, from the Katura and everything. So that was cool. And from yeah. that episode where he uh, the, the, heist. the master, the height, uh, the thief master. Yeah, thief. Master he uses, thief, he uses yeah. a mini, miniature version of that, doesn't he? Tremendous. Yeah, I, I, I loved. I loved this episode. Absolutely yeah, loved I it. Did. Yeah. I felt like you says it felt the other ones was a bit fragmented, and we was all thinking, I wonder when it's all going to start coming together. I, yeah. I wonder what happens, and this was it. It just it just went like that. It started to come together, and you started to see things from other ones that we've been listening to. Still, don't get the Western thing from last week. That book. No, <laughs> I, I, I just think they were all, they, they got a lot of like little pattern. You get those stories. Yeah, but, but we never know what's going to happen. I imagine the huge got to come it, up in another one or something. I mean, we were right. It was that the the uh, the big part of it of that Western story was the fact that they had reset that planet. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got that. I, thought, I just thought it was so well fast paced yeah. as well yeah. it was cracking production um, I love this Doctor uh, it's a real shame I hope someday someone does another TV programme or something with him he's it, just it, I, I like his attitude like yeah. he challenges the Daleks and he goes against like the um, the, the the strategist and then you get the the killer one can't remember his actual name the, 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 execution, execution. Yeah, execution. Yeah. and he's challenging him he goes you would have killed me by an hour if you 
you, you wouldn't yeah, have yeah. got someone over your top of your head and all this type of thing. I thought it was brilliant. Well, well, well. Mm. For me, uh, this was absolutely epic, and I fucking loved it. Wow. I thought it was yes. great. <laughs> Paul McGann, there was no companion, so we get the same feel for Deadly Assassin as it was. Yeah. There's no companion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. And uh, and Paul McGann wasn't the best part of it. The whole fucking story was great. The fact that it tied in all the stuff from virtually everything we've watched previously. Yeah. Mm. The one confusing aspect for me was the first two thirds of it was essentially the very same plot from the, the Daleks animated YouTube thing that we watched. Yeah, we need your help, Tony. It was the same, yeah. literally the same plot that Doctor Need Help. Oh, the, the, this planet the, the comic. Where, he tries to, where they try to betray them and yeah. da, da, da. But then I was thinking, am I listening to the exact same fucking thing, but with a different Doctor? Yeah, <laughs> not even. Not, yeah. not, not the comic one, the one where there's like the mechanoids. Oh, oh yes, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same yeah. fucking plot as that, uh, but with a different ending. Uh, and the, uh, the, the 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 whole idea of there being a, a reset, uh, being coming from prehistory, mm. and all that sort of thing, and we're, the Daleks were great. With Daleks like Nicholas Briggs, yeah, yeah, oh, he did some fantastic. Look at Daleks. John getting yeah. in there. It <laughs> was on, he John. was really he was really good. The, the yeah. each Dalek was distinct, and we could really yeah. understand them. Uh, yeah, the plot was fantastic, and the tied in. And the the mystery of going to the dark times, yeah, that's nice. Great that's it was just a, yeah. it was a great. I mean, I really wish this one had been visual. Yeah, it would have yes, been. Yeah, it would have been awesome. I was going. The way I relate it, sorry, I just a dead quick one. The way I relate this is, if anyone watches the MCU, this is the Avengers. This was yeah. the coming together of all the stories into one. And you can see <laughs> we're still on course to get to that end game. We, I, I think was it's gonna, brilliant. Uh, it, uh, definitely, I was going to say, John, with the other thing as well obviously the, yeah, the mechanoid plot was very similar but also the fact that we've seen David Tennant's Doctor in the comic Defender of the Daleks helping the Daleks as well the bit with the strategist and all that it was a, a combination of that so it was kind of yeah. cool seeing it come back together Craig sorry you were saying something I interrupted you I've just been watching a sign on the Daleks literally before I watched this and it kind of had that feel to it again that that was what it still always feels novel yet it isn't as novel as it feels that the Doctor is being asked for help by the Daleks we've had it in a couple of the victorious ones we've had it on TV obviously as well but it always feels a bit quirky whenever they do it because it's the wrong way around I think it always brings an added glee anyway Sucky go on because you've not said very much so Oh, right. <laughs> no, but it's been great listening to you guys enthuse you about, enthuse you about this Are you story. enthusiastic, Sookie? I am enthusiastic. I oh, did okay. really enjoy it. But the best bit uh, wasn't, well, as Cliff said, Paul McGann. I think it was the Daleks. John said that, right? But the Daleks in this story, the way they were manipulating things, the way they uh, uh, they were doing things, they were probably killing as well. Mm. I just loved the Daleks in this. Mm. And, and as everybody's been saying, all the little plot threads that have uh, happened in the stuff that we've been already been reviewing, Suddenly, it all came together in this story, and it all sort of made sort of made sense. And you would, and I love the way it all came together. It's not quite, I don't think, as Cliff says, Avengers, Endgame, everything coming together. I think if it had been personnel and characters and everything, yeah, maybe. What, but what, not, what, what, I think what, what his interpretation of that is is I was thinking that it's it's oh. a matter of all these little plot threads and little yeah, plot threads in all yeah, these yeah. episodes all popped together into finally, one. Yeah, are finally coming to fruition, and that you can see a feeling of completion from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can still yeah. see that we're on course. That this isn't the end. This is only part. No. So this is only just the first part of it as we go in. 
And it's, it's kind of like, you know, the, the, it's weird to think how Waters of Mars, which is where we're going next, is going to fit into this. That always feels a bit bizarre. Although I have to say very randomly, can I just giggle out loud that I, when, when Shep was talking about Avengers, I was thinking of the 70s program, thinking, God, how did you expect to show that? <laughs> I mean, it took me a second then to realise when I was talking about yeah. Avengers and Marvel. It was the shit Avengers, not the proper good yeah. ones. It, it, yeah, exactly. It took me a second to twig on that, and then I, as an internal well, giggle. I think the Waters of Mars, I think the only link that I can think of, and again, I've not watched it for a little while, is the fact that when he, he, he gets a the lieutenant or the doctor gets a massive ego and he's yeah. like a time lord victorious I can change this I can, this. Do, I can I do that and it's the bit where he's sort of like struggling with the fact that he's coming towards the end in them specials um, I, think, so. I think also the fact that uh, McGann's doctor this time he was he, the Daleks are always going to pull a switcheroo oh. on sort of yes. thing oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, well after 40 minutes I'm saying right just waiting for the switcheroo waiting for it waiting for it and then they do and then at the very end when they're saying well, the doctor will do what we want him to do and he'll think it's his idea, uh, whatever that is. Um, I think I think the doctor has their measure. I don't think he will. I think he'll play them back at their very own game and so, come out on top. So do you Which, think he knows he's being manipulated by the doctor? I think he knows he's I being manipulated, he yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'd have to assume that after all the interactions he's had with them. Yeah, because he knows them well, doesn't he? And he's not, gonna, he's not gullible when it comes to the Daleks at all. I think uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't perfect though, by any stretch. Um, the Raxians. Yeah, I've got at the, at the end. And I don't know whether this feels rushed, but the Raxians agreed to destroy the Devolver. Yeah, really fucking yeah, easy. Really considering, easy. Yeah. Yeah. considering that this was their their racial racial ethos for millennia. Yeah, you don't just change that shit straight yeah. away. And, and I thought she was going to twist it, and then as the Doctor left, yes, she was going to do something. Yeah. The fact that they were genuine is a little bit disingenuous, I think. I, do, I, I was going to say, I do like the, the Devolver actual device as a plot. The fact that this is a super weapon that can destroy whole races in one go, yeah. just, just rid of them without destroying any property or anything it's, else. It's the neutron bomb of, um, yeah. uh, of, like, of time. Uh, super weapons. I mean, you've got Death Stars and things that destroy planets but the idea of just having the ability to destroy or completely wipe out an entire genetic source yeah. throughout the universe is like that's a nah, that's a big weapon and i quite like the way they kind of made it more real by having one of the species there that they were watching suffer so and they talked about that so you can imagine that was taking place right throughout the universe but you were yeah. witnessing just one individual suffering with it I quite thought it was clever. It made it a bit, it's that kind of that charity appeal, isn't it? If you tell, you know, tens of thousands of people are suffering that no one really buys into it. But if you show one person Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. You, you, you bring in. And I thought that was, that was cleverly done. I did get the feeling that uh, this was one of those where the doctor goes off at the end after they've decided to do the devolver. And he said, yep, let's go. And then blah, 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 blah. And the Daleks do the switcheroony and turn the devolver on the Raxians. I think this is one of those scenarios where the bad guy does the expedient, if morally reprehensible thing, but the good guy benefits. And I reckon the good guy might have known that. In his yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah so he's manipulating he's like the idea. situation, I mean, and they think, yeah, that's that's cool. He knows like he that. shouldn't have actually been there. But yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. 
Because I was quite surprised, to be honest, at how quickly the... Is it the Raxians? can't remember the name of them now. Uh, yeah. yeah. How quickly they accepted the Daleks and made them friends. Now, they've, they're, they're such a massive superpower and they've destroyed all these people. The Daleks have this legacy and reputation and suddenly they become best of friends and they're showing them the eye of whatever. That all seemed a little they bit... Mm. They don't really have that reputation to the Raxians. The Raxians are arrogant and powerful mm. enough that they believe that they've got their ma- whatever. They're not yeah, time lords. And they're not, the seen, they're not, sorry, they're not seen it as well. So they they said the doctor is like, are you their chieftain because you're out of the casing or whatever? So they didn't really distinguish anything, did they? Sorry, they must have known because they talk about how, how great their, their, their armour is, you know, or the, whatever you're... You, yeah, your, I suppose. So yeah. they the had They gave him too quick, oh, I thought. So the Raxians, I think, are just as manipulative as the Daleks, mm. and they they must oh, yeah. know that they can also destroy the Daleks well, that's they, when they're going to take in whatever the thing was to be able to identify a race, right? That's They've what I mean take, about their arrogance. Yeah. yeah. So they can just destroy them. They they know they can take whatever they need from the Daleks in the moment. But if anything, if they do double cross them. They have got the device to get rid of them in one go. Well, I think that was what they were trying to do, wasn't it? There was that kind of super. Well, obviously, they were going to attack them, and they got their, their, their code, whatever it was, and they were going to. It was given the genocide situation again, which is kind of becoming a little bit tiring. It's, we've had it so often now. Does mm. the doctor? Does he not kill the Daleks? They need to move on from that, in my opinion. So I think that was quite a nice shift that they had it, and then some of the Daleks did it back to them. I thought it was quite a nice little. I, I think that um, that them dropping that little moral thing on the Doctor being able to destroy or have the capacity to destroy the Daleks, uh, you all knew. We all knew that it wouldn't. He wouldn't do it, but I think it had to be there. Oh yeah, yeah. For that question to be asked and answered, do you see what I mean? Yeah. I think. Bit, yes, oh, sorry, go on, Craig. There was there was, I, there was a time I'd have thought tenants. Darling, Doctor would do. We obviously we've not seen the Eight Doctor in that situation. We saw Tom Baker, and we've seen Ten. Have we seen Tenant? Something tells me they've done it again. No, 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 no. You see, no, you've seen Peter Capaldi. You mean like at the Genesis, I've been able to destroy the entire Dalek race. That's it. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, Capaldi. Yeah. You had that in with with, Capaldi, with Davros, didn't, didn't you? It. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I the knew I'd seen Davros. it again in the new series, and I couldn't place where it was. Um, yeah. But I can imagine. I can imagine that you know, um, of what we've seen of. Um, this the, Paul McGann's doctor, he wouldn't do it because he's quite the compassionate doctor, isn't he? I know he's got his mm. dark side, they all do, but he wouldn't have done that. The, the, well, I want to give a big shout out because uh, Alfie Shaw and uh, Scott Hancock again uh, in direct, directing and, uh, and producing. Uh, obviously, this is another lockdown episode. Um, and yeah. just done a, yeah, so you everyone, you can't tell, can you? It's just no, I would not amazing. Cracking, it's the, one of the best I've should, yeah. should save oh. the money and have them all locked down. I wanted to make the point that, like, the, the audio quality was fucking tremendous. Brilliant. The music was tremendous. Yeah. Really, all epic of it music. Helped. Yeah. The whole the whole thing was paced tremendously. It was like yeah. I was thinking it went fast. an hour and a quarter. Oh, I don't know if I can be asked with this, but after That's like what 10, I was 15 minutes, yeah. I was like hooked from it. And the the act the acting's brilliant as well. The the actors. I mean, like we've, we Paul McGann, but Nicholas Briggs who touched on so good at doing side men and dialects, but he's just really on it on this one. And just the whole supporting cast, they're all brilliant. Sound brilliant, and it's all done literally from their spare bedrooms, like this with a yeah. microphone. Um, uh, so, the, so from a director's point of view, trying to deal with these people individually, from a production point of view, getting it all tied together. I can say hats off to, to Alfie Shaw and uh, Scott Hancock yeah. and, the, and the Big Finish production team. This is the first one I've listened to twice because I really wanted to absorb it properly. The rest I've really I've... enjoyed, and, and and what listened to the first time. 
both times I listened to it while sunbathing outside. First time I listened to it, it was like, yeah, I really get that. And I know there's a lot of references that I didn't quite get, but I want to listen to it again to really enjoy it. And the second time I listened to this, I, I mean, I loved it anyway, but I truly, this was, this was great Doctor Who. Mm. For a free audio, it's brilliant. It's not free, you pay for it, Craig, obviously. Yeah, you pay for it, Craig. Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. Oh, no fucking no, what, I, what I meant was, like, obviously, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's not on TV. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> I know you mean, Craig. I know you mean. Oh, dear. <laughs> 8.99, yeah, we all paid 8.99, downloaded off the Big Finish website. Thank you very much, Big Finish. What fucking is it? It's nothing compared to TV life. Bob. <laughs> Can I just make an additional comment, uh, comment about the additional commentary at the end? Yeah, it's great. It's cool. Like get it. It. Uh, it's great and all, but Paul McGann's commentary has the energy of a man struggling to come up with convincing <laughs> lies about what he felt about the job. I've never he listened to not, that. He could uh, not have given less of a shit. And, and, and I love it because he says things like, yeah, this proper changed my, changed my life. Um, yeah, and he was like so low energy. He's like, God damn, he can't, he's, he's doing this because he has to. He's, I stop it when it finishes. He's, he's, he's good his doctor is great. I like it. His doctor is great, but he does that at conventions a little bit too. He does take the piss and play it down a bit, but I think yeah, he does. great. He loves the work. I know that. You it's are. with Dale, with Neil and I. Yeah, with Dale, Paul McGann, yeah. We saw, him at, we, saw, we saw him at the we convention. Saw we did, yeah. yeah. But he was really, really, he was really good, but he was very, this, you got the impression this is his job, when that's exactly yeah, what yeah, it is. Yeah, he's dead he's, yeah, he's an Yeah, and I, I fully appreciate that. It's just his job. And, and he does his conventions because he gets charged £15 for an autograph and has a queue of thousands of people there in front of him all day just yeah. going, giving him money. You know, it's a job. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. yeah. He does, a great, he does a great job of it as well. Sorry, he does. Yeah, he does. No, it's fine. Um, so, so I'm loving this positive vibe. Um, I tell you what, we're going to hand over now uh, down under. Uh, we're going to go and speak to Dwayne and Philip from the Sirens of Audio podcast with their review. Over to you, Dwayne. Guess what, Philip? What, Dwayne? Bob's invited us back to talk about some more time with Victorious. Bob's a nice guy, but he's not very smart sometimes, I just say. <laughs> oh, thanks for having us back, Bob. We're talking about the enemy of my enemy this time, which is, to me, uh, when I first heard this, it, it really uh, jumped out at me the first time I heard it. And when I re-listened to it for this little review, uh, it smacked me between the eyes again. And all I can say about this one is, well, I can say more, but the first thing I'll say is, wow, it is a fantastic story so far. If I was listening to this chronologically, uh, this would be my favourite Time Lord Victoria story so far. Well, you are listening to it chronologically, so yeah. it is. Yeah, okay. No question about it. <laughs> I'd have to fully agree with you, Dwayne. It certainly is a standout. And, yeah, it's, it's interesting going back and listen to it again because I remember being impressed by it the first time through. But I was, at the time, I was listening to lots of stuff, a bit overwhelmed. And second listens are always so much better. You pick up so much more so much more the humor the dialogue you know what's going on and yeah i really enjoyed this so much more this i enjoyed it the first time but this time it really does stand out for so many reasons and where i was struggling to find connections to the time lord victorious arc in previous episodes this one is just full of them so i could uh, i could really tie this into the full arc they're talking about it a lot the doctor the daleks between themselves the pla the planet and the people that they encounter together um so i think this one ties in best so far to the time lord victorious arc 
Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, it's a straight follow-on for the last story that we looked at in terms mm-hmm. of, yeah, with Briar the Ood and that wonderful story. Um, but also this then leads directly into the books, which I do have as well. And so you do see that progression of this, the place this story plays between that audio and the book, which works really well. But you don't need the book, of course, because this is before that. But you're right, it's it's starts to play on the whole idea of the Keturah and death and that whole theme of death that's a very part, large part of this title of Victorious. You can start to see the theme start to develop through the story. And it, and it features the, the uh, devolution, is it devolution or de-evolution machine that was featured way back in the very first short trip, Master Thief. So that's back in play here. Um, and it's really interesting to see the Doctor joining forces with the Daleks. It doesn't happen too often. Uh, I can't think of any other stories. Um, there probably is some other stories out there with the, the Doctor joining forces with the Daleks. Death to the Daleks. A big pun? Death to the Daleks. They join forces together to try and get off the planet and when the Daleks have lost their weapons. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess this is a more in-your-face. So the whole story begins with the, the cold open and then the theme music starts with the Daleks saying... Um, you've got to help us. So it ties in really well with uh, with the theme. You know, you know what I love about Big Finish audios. I love subtle references placed in that you can trace back to even classic Doctor Who. There was a I don't know if you picked up on this, but there was a reference where the Doctor is heading somewhere with the time strategist. So uh, the time strategist in the story is trying to uh, protect the Doctor from the other Daleks who just want to kill him, and they are heading along. And they get to this ladder or something like that, and the Doctor says, "Oh, you might look like you've got an old casing, but you must have this." such and such circuit I can't remember what he calls it uh, uh, can't remember the name of the circuit off the top of my head uh, and then the Dalek says elevate so like like in the new there's a, so there's a link to the new series and there's a link to the classic series where older Daleks possibly could not fly did you pick up on that? yes was, uh, I must admit the elevate was a, a nice touch and it was done very much like the Dalek in Dalek mm-hmm. which is interesting because I mean the time strategist has a very distinct voice. Mm. Um, actually, I, I just, I just Nick Briggs is unbelievable in this story, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I tweeted it at the time. I have been blown away by Nick Briggs's performance in terms of every Dalek is so different and so distinct. And the, the old saying goes, I mean, the reason why Daphros was created was because the Daleks can't do dialogue. Whereas this, this audio actually disproves that because you have the Daleks doing dialogue brilliantly. You have one actor, which is astounding, playing all the different Daleks so distinctly. As they have conversations, you know exactly which the Dalek is talking without a problem, which you, which you think would be hard to do on audio with just Daleks, but it is so distinct. And the way that they, the characterization of each Dalek comes out and their, their deviousness or their you know, murderousness, depending on who they are, um, yeah, Nick just nails it perfectly. I didn't look through the cast list prior to that, but did you know Jacob Dudman was in it? Yes, he was yeah, one of the guards. He was uh, yeah, back and forth. Uh, was... I didn't I didn't pick up, but as you would expect with Jacob Dudman, a phenomenal voice artist on, along the same lines as John Colshaw. Uh, you know, in, in 10, 15 years' time, Jacob Dudman could be the next John Colshaw, you know? Yeah, I think that uh, Big Finish have found an amazing person there, just like they were Sheridan Smith. They've, they've, they've found a couple of stars on the rise, and I think mm. Jacob Dub is one of them. Yeah, absolutely. 
I was very excited about uh, about this story and very much back into the Time Lord Victorious arc because it's been left left me feeling a bit cold the last few releases, but this one absolutely superb stuff and uh, you you can't go you can't go very wrong with the enemy of my enemy Tracy Ann Bain she's a new writer for Big Finish hasn't written an awful lot I think this was her very first release wasn't it Philip it was this was her first one and then about the same time on very fast as here was the River Song box set at the start of the year yeah um, Quarter Break New World so that, that came out very fast as well another strong character piece but character piece between people rather than Daleks but yeah, yeah. She writes, she writes really good dialogue. Yeah. I, th- and I, think this is, I was just going to say, I think this struck me in terms of um, her use of humour in the first half of the show was really very clever. So lots of very funny lines, the Doctor being very disrespectful towards Daleks and you know challenging them and a lot of humour there. But by the end, it had turned very bleak and black. So yeah. it was an interesting journey through from, and I guess that's, she, she knows how to play emotions well. Because she rode high on terms of yeah, interest, humour, to adventure, to bleakness. It was, a, it was a real journey she takes the listener on. Yep, so all in all, I think this was a fantastic release and uh, really looking forward to the next one now, Mutually Assured Destruction, which is the next audio release. I can't remember off the top of my head what's coming chronologically. Uh, but yeah, very much looking forward to that. And uh, any final thoughts, Philip, for you on this one? I say my one negative was yep. interesting. It was, I think, a bit new series. I think the ending surprised me with the Doctor being duped so badly by the Daleks in terms of he doesn't know what they've done or he just he does actually trust them too much, which is interesting. It's, it's, a, it's more of a 13th Doctor sort of trait. I think the 13th Doctor regularly gets duped or doesn't quite know what's going on or acts in a way that doesn't actually... Um, allow the best of, best of actions at the end of the story, and it was it felt a bit thirteenth series with with how the Doctor at the end is is yeah allows a course of action to happen, which he's even unaware of. Had he tried to stop it, had he there been other things that could have made it work better, but his failure to even recognise what's happening to me felt very Christianal. But yeah, okay. it's a, yeah. Well, one possible explanation for that could be that he's never come across a Dalek quite like the time strategist before. It was a very, very different kind of Dalek and uh, may have found himself trusting it a little bit more than he should have. But, um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Interesting point. In in the next books, the other Doctors are going to be pretty disgusted that this Doctor is working with the Daleks anyway. So I guess it is going to follow up and follow on from there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of laying the foundation for that. Mm. Cool. Very good. Thanks very much, uh, Philip, and thank you, boys. Uh, It's been great to be guesting on your show once again. So back to you. Well, thank you very much, guys, for your review. That was brilliant. That's Dwayne and Philip from the Sirens of Audio podcast. Absolutely brilliant podcast. Doing all the big finish audios. Check them out. They have some mega guests on there. Mega guests. Okay. Yes. I was just going to say the mega guests include me because oh, I was sorry. on the last episode. <laughs> yep. Yep. Shush, will you? Um, so episode 66 of the yep. Sirens of Audio, which we, when we covered the return of the Crowtons, uh, the return to the Web Planets, and the Feast of Axos. Right, uh, it's so nice to see Sucky returns to be a kind of 
and he, you, sound, you sound very good. But just when I was building up, I got the big, big hitters, mega guests, and all that kind of stuff. People go, oh yeah, I'm going to listen to that. Then you say, oh yeah, I was on it, and they're not going to bother now. <laughs> I mean, they have, they have people like Jan- Janet Fielding, they have Nicholas Briggs, they've had all sorts of amazing people, like Sophie Aldridge. They've had oh, loads of people, say- on it, like proper people, not like Sucky. So just send over to Sounds of Audio. Are you trying to say I'm not part of these mega guest people? Sucky, you're like. Hang on, Bob, don't downplay Proctor Who. Oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah, you are. He's massive. Sucky, does your Royal Mail pay put you in the same category? That's all I'm asking. But yes. with overtime, he does. Oh, with the, with the overtime that's available, it, it absolutely does, yeah. Uh, cool. Anyway. Um, I've uh, let's get some final thoughts on this. Uh, I'm going to come to you first, mega fucking Doctor Who star, Sucky. (laughs) (laughs) Love it, love it. I am the podcast whore. You are. Um, Yes. uh, No, this is a great episode. Loved it uh, for Paul McGann and the Daleks, played by Nicholas Briggs. The storyline connects with previous stuff that we've been listening to and viewing. It just all comes together, Uh, and I can't wait to see where we are going to go kept following on from this I mean I know we've already seen the waters of Mars uh, a number of times but after the, all the other time more Victoria stuff so we see what, what what happens next yeah absolutely very positive oh lovely thanks okay. Uh John yeah it's mint I think I made it clear uh, I think the best part about it was the, the storyline the plot the tie-ins uh, the editing the acting the music were seamless enough that it was a whole it was a it was a whole piece and it was great mm. and I just loved it. It was, it was a great um, piece of like of a it's great little little play they put on. I'm very I'm really happy. I'm happy, John, because uh, sometimes I feel like I'm dragging you along with stuff like this and you're like, oh my god, is oh this... you are because yeah. I couldn't be fucking asked. <laughs> so I did it like well, every time well, every time it. I'm like I like force myself to do it, but I always end up fucking loving the time of Victoria stuff. Oh, good. Mad. I'm happy. I'm happy. John, uh, and yeah, I'm with Sucky. I'm really looking forward to knowing what, where they go. But I do know because they said it was to the dark times. The dark times, yeah. Yeah. So that was going to be. Uh, I have no concept of what we're, if there's no, no, no anything, no matter, no. No, well, the dark, the dark times. Is, they, they, they've touched it. In is parts it just going to be a place? Well, the dark times. Place, there's a lot of pow- powerful beings from the Katuri there from the dark times. You have yeah. the fact that some, like in in the TV show, you've got like a lot of stuff that happens at like massive powerful beings from the dark type beings from the beings. My, my, the image, things I get, like the image I get from what how it was described is that the dark times is essentially what happens in the first few thousands of a second after the Big Bang. It's that place where physics isn't real anymore. Physics hasn't been worked out. Time doesn't really exist in the same manner. Uh, matter doesn't really exist as it is. It's just energy. And uh, I really, I, I hope they are a little bit faithful to that sort of reality of well, it. And also I'm looking forward to the, it. The, the Dark Times has only ever kind of been, it's been mentioned and it's always with extremely powerful beings. They call them back from the yeah. Dark Times so they came from a long well, time ago. So. Isn't that like State kind of, of Decay that, with the vampires? You've got State, state of Decay, yeah. yeah the vampires. Well, that, that's kind of what I'm saying is like, because there is no, there is no time, there is no energy, there's, there's no matter, it's just chaos uh, mm. in some weird forming universe that's not quite there yet. You can imagine that the powers expressed by beings in that period are going to be massive, uh, like magnitude levels of scale. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm really looking forward to what they find out there. To be yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, 
Craig, any more final uh, comments? Yeah, really loved this story. I was getting, I wasn't getting, well, I was getting a bit tired of it, um, Time Lord Victorious, in the sense that there was no, there was no connection to it, and it started off so well, but suddenly it just kind of like seemed to, particularly the last one, it seemed to be going nowhere. Although okay, there were little threads, but they weren't connected. But this one massively pulled me. It's like a magnet bringing me back to it. Loved it. Really, really enjoyed this for all the reasons we've said. Um, Love, I love the, the dialects in this. They were brilliant. I love the use of the strategist. I use the use of the executioner. I love the way the doctor is being manipulated slash manipulating. It's not yet certain. The, the cliffhanger of going back to the dark times, like everyone said, is just great. Um, I really enjoy it. I love, the, I love the Raxians, even though we've not come across them before. The kind of, the, in my head, it was like a Death Star thing. And I could I could kind of see, you know, that episode um, with David Tennant is when Davros is in it and they've got that, the time bomb, whatever it is. And, and you've got uh, Gita from EastEnders being destroyed. Gita from head. EastEnders. I, I love that scene so much. Uh, and I could see that kind of happening. And it really, really pulled me in. I thought it was beautifully written. I, I'm even more in awe of the production. I didn't know it was, I didn't know yeah. it was a lockdown oh, production. Th- these have all been locked down the last three, I think. Uh, this, this was just proper what, Doctor Who. And going off, I think was John said before, to see this as a proper Doctor Who story in, in real made would be beautiful be ace I mean it'd be oh, yeah. very very expensive uh, but it yeah. would be fucking awesome absolutely but worth it yeah no I loved it massive thumbs what up was the, what was the name of the lady that wrote this Sucky do you know you tend to know this kind of thing Nope, I have no idea. Um, cool, well, I'm going to come back at that while Cliff tells us his final, final comments, and I'm called Bob, not John. <laughs> Cliff, over to you. I, I have a problem with faces, you know that. Don't you I'm, just? But I'm male, it's easy just for women. That's, that's names, mate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you all... Oh, no, better not say that. God, no, you better not, it's okay. Cliff. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Really, really enjoyed it. I like the way it's going. I am... Um, to be honest, I, I look forward to this so much, you know, the, the journey that we're going on. Uh, when we're picking the Doctor Who stories, a lot of them we've already seen, so it's just reminiscing something we haven't seen. And there's no, there's, there's you know, you can watch one from the 60s, maybe the one, one from the 80s, etc. And the only connection really is either bringing back an old, older uh, Dalek or an old monster and it's a different Doctor. But this just feels like a continuing great journey that we're all on and we're discovering things at each post and because it's all new to us as well it's completely fresh so you're experiencing it sort of like how John probably watches each yeah, of the Doctor true. Who episodes mm. but at least though there's there's another one coming and there's an well, explanation it, it, maybe of something what's happened it's more coherent yeah exactly because, because of that for me because I'm dipping into yeah, like, yeah just going into ones what we what, what and this, what and this is a hotter tale that I'm getting the origins for and all the hooks and everything that feed it through and it's like it's quite it's, it's definitely journey. it's a proper storytelling it's, it's definitely brought it back hasn't it so it got it went off on a bit of a tangent and now it's brought it back from the stuff we yeah. were loving in the first three I, I don't think it was a tangent I think it's like the necessary Building work. Yeah, it was, it, was th- it. it was a threat. It was a threat that was required we, for, to get this far. We had to suffer through that in order to get the quality that we're at now because you need to have the slow episodes of a series in order to build all the backstory, knowledge, the consequences, the risks, the, the peril. All that needs to be uh, set early enough that yeah. when it is revealed at this time, it's a proper narrative reveal and it's. Mm. 
Yeah, it's an oh my god moments. That's what it yeah, does. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Definitely. Oh my god moments, and that's why. Oh, by the the, the writer was Tracy Ann Baines. Um, Tracy Ann Baines. Yeah, she Baines. this is her first Doctor Who, and she was very happy about writing for the Doctor. I'm not really. Um, oh, she, yeah. she, she done the Diary River Song and a Brave New World, which is part of the River Song material that a big finish had been putting out with Alex Kingston. Uh, but she did a terrific job of this. Um, so and yeah, ten, she's done love. Well done. Absolutely brilliant. Great yeah. stuff. <clears throat> so. Um, um, yeah, next time we have a bit. So we, so you're gonna get a, tr- a trilogy. You're gonna get the short story, the dawn of the Kuturu. Uh, uh, you're gonna get Kuturu. a short story, yeah, Kuturu, the dawn of the Kuturu short story. You're gonna get the short story from the Doctor Manual, which is River Song's Guide to the Dark Times. And you're gonna get a review of a comic in the form of Monstrous Beauty. So you're gonna get a trilogy. So uh, yeah, let's, let's see where we go from there. So yeah, you've got a lot, a lot of time, Victoria's Time Lord Victoria stuff coming your way, listeners. So. Thank Thank you for listening to Around the Console. Until next time, goodbye.